0: This is Power One and Two Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Too much friction. The trees back there. Oh, boy, boy. As we move, as we move, as we
1: move, yeah. I beg your watch over.
2: minutes after there is seven o'clock thank you so much for joining us on the power breakfast show yeah it's hour number two pretty much where you say you're gonna get traffic you will get traffic this morning Eastern Main Road is not as bad as it usually is all right there's an accident on Rison Road by Colville that's by power gen those traffic lights there and then there is another accident if you come out of Santa Cruz through mocha by that bend by the bridge you got another accident. They're both minor. Uh, and that's the two to tell you, of course, you know they're going to be uh, backed up. San Fernando. Traffic lighter than usual as well. All right. Rivulet Road. Volume heading towards Cuba and Point Lisa. So your traffic has started this morning pretty much from Chaguanas so both the Southern Main Road and uh, Uriah Butler Highway. All right. Traffic is from Piaco. Golden Grove Road is heavy. In Sydney, Central Road is heavier than usual. All right, that's the update for you. I went and I got two more votes for you. Eve out in Sugar Gornas says no, and Cynthia Vega, long time Cynthia, also says no. All right, so that's some extra votes that you got there. So let's get the tally. All
1: right. This morning we asked, of course, were you surprised that members of the opposition? which spoiled their ballots in the presidential vote on friday we had 13 people saying no they were not surprised and eight said yes they were surprised all right um so eight people said they were surprised and 13 said no they were not surprised all right um i think i think i i think in general people would have been surprised because even though um even the politics is so how should put it so clannish sometimes that you think nah they they will never do that you know um but guess what they did and by their own admission they did spoil their ballots right well the admission of their political leader that is she said that there's democracy in the party so she is not surprised that some of them spoil their ballots so she has a bigger problem on her hand because clearly she she has people in her party. <laughs> While she using the words democracy, because wasn't she the one the other day who say party before country? I think she mentioned that in some one of her Monday night forums. Party before country, so clearly she must be very disappointed now that three members of her own party dare to spoil the ballots, dare not to vote for their candidate. You understand? so and i'm sure that they would have caucus and everybody would have sat and say mom i'm sorry you know i do agree with this you know i doubt anybody say that so she would have gone in there expecting 25 votes and maybe some in- maybe some independent senators who they feel on the side would would have supported their candidate too maybe that's how i'm sure she went in there feeling confident like that you understand but guess what they get a shock, as Paul said, a wall of silence fell over the opposition bench. And ah. the usual protagonists in the PNM started getting fatigued. Stuart Young, Fitzgerald Hines, and Colmenby. Three of probably the most mischievous people. And I want to add Marvin Gonzalez to that. But well,
0: I'm not going to tell you, you need to add one more.
1: <laughs> Marvin, Marvin good mischievous. Anyway.
0: Yeah, you need to add Marvin Gonzalez. He was trained to <laughs> yeah, across the floor. Yeah,
1: yeah marvin really missed you. was very really, ready morning minister marvin gonzalez Don't you. Listen.
2: Yeah, yeah morning to you all right but well, we do have political analyst uh rishi maharaj online reporting Mo- in progress thank you dorothy uh good morning to you rishi how are you doing good morning i'm fine happy new year to you guys Yeah, same to you as
1: well
0: you morning your, uh, rishi happy new year good to hear yeah, from morning,
1: you no problem. And I guess we could start off with Mr. Maraj with the poll, with our poll this morning, Mr. Maraj. We asked, Are you surprised that the opposition members r- spoiled their ballots in the presidential vote off I try? keep
0: telling you I'm going and corrupt the poll because you don't know is the opposition members spoiled their the ballots? But no, you when I
1: read an article, I read an article that Kamala Passadbi says said she is not surprised that opposition members spoiled their ballots. There was an article she said it in a press conference. So she basically is, was admitting that it, that is opposition members. I read the article just now.
0: Okay.
1: Hmm. So Mr. Maraj, are you surprised? Um, if I'm surprised answer is
3: no, whether or not it was deliberate. My honest opinion is that at the end of the day, it was a vote that the opposition was not going to win. The government was always going to to win the, the, the vote for the, the office of the president. And honestly, I think it's just a, a distraction in terms of maybe because of a plan, something that, okay, some of you guys will probably do some stuff. And at the end of the day, that is what we are talking about now and not on the general things that, that are important to the country. So again, not surprised, but you know, I, I think there's more in the mortar than the pestle, as you say, in China, and maybe it was just a tactic to divert attention from the fact that at the end of the vote, they were going to lose anyhow. And now we're just talking about that as the main things instead of other major topics. But, but, by but what,
0: would the, what would the UNC gain by, by putting a, a topic yeah. in a national discussion to divert away from the main issues in the country? Well, I don't see the UNC having anything to gain from that.
1: Yeah, that's i plan by whom. Uh,
3: Attention, maybe you know, or I mean, I, th- I think I heard something broke yesterday. Whether it's true or not, I think I saw in the papers today where opposition members are claiming it's it's false that there was a maybe an attempted uh, leadership wrangle internally within the party to to get leadership away from from Kamla Basad. Again, like, so again, why, whether it was, I, I think as Steve mentioned, we don't know if it was them. But you say you, men- you mentioned it, you read an article which says. She's not surprised that the ballot was spoiled. So maybe internally within the party, there are agitations about the leadership of of the leader. Maybe it was a way to, you know, discredit her and discredit her leadership in the party and maybe try to force something one way or the other. But again, at the end of the day, all this is just, you know, guesses and, and, and ideas of what people think it is without really knowing. The substance, but I, I, I think there's something internally going on within the party that they need to sort out, you know, internally within themselves. Because we're now in 2023, um, almost uh, two and a half years away from our election. Um, possibly, maybe local elections sometime this year, depending on on the changes the government wants to do with local government reform. So they need to set the platform themselves as the alternative choice for government and if there are internal things within the party or discomfort within members or of the party then it's something that they need to to settle in a a very quick quick stream
1: but mr maraj you said you said that um it may be a ploy to distract detract away from what's happening in the country at present the governance Mm -hmm. and so on and paul question is what would the opposition stand to gain by that um, and because I, I, I was going to ask you, by whom? Who would be? Who would want to do the destruction? I, I'm not following your your trend of, of, of thought.
3: Again, when things like this happen, people like to get attention. I think parties like attention and they like to control the narrative and they like to control the the thought process. Maybe it was uh, a decision internally within certain, in certain factions of the party. Like, listen, we know what we are. We know that this is a vote we're going to lose. At the end of the day, it, no, no doubt about it, it's a vote we're going to lose. Maybe we can use this as a, a platform to cause some sort of disrumbler within the parties, distract the attention from the other, other things that that's happening in the country right now, put the focus on the UNC, put the focus probably on the leadership of, 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 of the, the current leader, and see if we can use this as a, a platform to ignite some sort of of challenge or some sort of uh idea saying whether or not we need to really move forward and, and change the leadership going forward so again, okay. again these are I, follow, I, follow, I
1: follow you now I, f- I follow you now
3: so
0: you're suggesting okay. that this may have come from specific factions in the party
3: hmm. i wouldn't doubt that it would have come from specific factions in the party as, as to who it may be i really don't know and can't say. I mean, there are a number of thoughts out there. I think yesterday, from what I saw on social media, whether true or not, I think it was was it MP Munilal is a set. of have gotten certain signatures of MPs and senators. Uh, in support of him uh, again i don't know but obviously well that has no- been rubbish by the party You're they had a press on.
0: conference and they said that 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 is fake exactly. news. If we can use that too exactly um yeah, do, so- do you think on a wider national scale this has any impact on the population's perception of the party as a unit now
3: maybe possibly i mean i so, so let me give an example. I mean, every 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 fortnight, I, I know I go in the market in sound Every fortnight to, to do market. That, that's that's normal. And when I actually went into the into the market this weekend, interestingly enough, after the vote, you know, and and you hear people talking, and you I hear you know normal vendors and people, common people on the street just talking, and, and somebody talk was around. What happened there? You know, is it that? You know they have something going on inside that, that we don't know about. You know they're trying to force you out. So internally, I think it could put a, a bad view on the opposition as the alternative government. Maybe if they, they can't have a, if they can't control themselves and control their members in terms of the vote, then what does it say for if you want to go into government and what may happen if things don't go? people well, We had that experience don't already.
1: Eh? We don't need a we not need a second experience that we had that experience exactly. already.
3: Right, and mm-hmm. and history is there to show that. So you know, mm-hmm. from 1990, nine, 1992, not nineteen ninety two, two thousand and one thousand two, going forward. So the history is there. So I guess people are are or may be wary of whether or not they can be trusted to to go into to power and stay as a as a as a united unit in power and govern.
0: Mm-hmm. And what if President-elect Kangalud This to me, uh, President. Excellency Paul weeks had a smooth start but a tumultuous uh, middle of her tenure and into the end now she's not offered herself again for a second term but I, t- to my memory this has been one of the most contentious uh, choices would you agree with that and what if any impact would it have on her tenure as president yeah I think it was a
3: interesting choice um, you know most Individual most most parties when choosing a president try to go for a more a a neutral choice in in the matter. But again, we had also we had the the example in history of former president Robinson um, being chosen as as president. I mean, his his history in the politics of the country, uh, well, very well documented. Former prime minister, so he was the only person serving as prime minister and president. Again, interesting choice uh, for choosing uh, president Le as as the, somebody who is a certain uh, member of the House, uh, from a person in a p- political life. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, once ascended and, and confirmed as the president and sworn as president, she has to follow the constitutional guidelines, because obviously the president is, is bound by the Constitution in terms of what they can what they cannot do. Uh, working with the, the government, working with the, the opposition in consultation and choosing key positions. Uh, so I guess it's just to see now exactly how she now holds that office and carries that office, because you know at least from the last two holders, current President May Weeks and then former President Kamona, there were questions raised around their um Actions that, that some may have taken in, in certain instances and stuff like that. So I guess she will may want to to bring back the office of the president to some sort of un, good look into the eyes of the public.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a big political week for the PNM. Earlier in the week, the government appointed Rishi, why is his name? Sukai. Sukai. Sukai, Sukai mm-hmm. as a government senator. He's a well-known businessman, former president of the Chamber, Chaguanas Chamber of Commerce. How significant is that move by the government? Some are suggesting that they may be eyeing the Chaguanas East seat uh, in two years and positioning him, and by extension his family, may be a strategic move for that Chaguanas seat. Do you agree with that? And how significant was his appointment in the Senate by the government?
3: I think it was a significant appointment, given his business background. Uh, being the former head of the Chagrana's Business Association, I know he has been vocal a lot over the the, the last two years, even before that, in terms of uh, issues surrounding the, the economics of the country, issues surrounding business people on the whole, and guidance and assistance that the government could provide for them, and some of the, the pains that that business sector is facing on the whole in um, doing their, their job, rising in prices, causing inflation, all those kinda of things. So I think in him coming to the Senate, he could lend his his experience from the business sector and probably see what best influence he can have in shaping policy uh and shaping governance in terms of that. Again, like I said, we're two and a half years off from a general election, which in, in political life is 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 nothing. We're now what, you know, you know, trying to Plan ahead that's exactly what's going to happen in two and a half years. so if it is that he's being groomed as a possible candidate and maybe now being in the Senate and hopefully given a, a prominent role in speaking on certain matters in Senate he can begin to build a political platform or political identity that that lends to Contesting the Chagorna's East seat, I, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a it's a worthy move by the PNM. It, it means that they're thinking ahead for the next election in, in two and a half years' time, and they're trying to put the pieces in peace so that when it comes up, they're already on the ground hitting on And Again, if he's looking to go on Chagorna's East, which, again, we know it, it has been a marginal seat for a while, then obviously you also need to do the work on the ground and start putting things in place on the ground if not officially, then unofficially teasing out and, and seeing exactly where your pockets of support are and trying to put that base in. So I think it's, it's a very bold but, but strategic move by the PNM thinking ahead to
1: 2025. Rishi, mm-hmm. um, going back to the 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 original um, machinations within the UNC, assuming that, that you that you're correct, that this is a move by a few of them to raise that leadership issue once again, um, with Kamla Persad Desai, how what do you see as their next uh, move coming going forward?
3: Possibly, maybe to find ways to again, again, they have this has to be done very strategically. If they are looking at possibly, you know, having a, a possible leadership race in the UNC, it has to be done very strategically because at the end of the day, within the members of the party, she is still very much. Loved and you know respected as the leader in the party, so it, it's it's a it's a very strategic move that they have to plan out in terms of ways to, if I won't say discredit that may be the wrong word, but try to show that there are weaknesses in her leadership abilities and positioning herself as as the next prime minister and trying to get other members either within the the the, the, the chamber of both the house and the Senate or members outside you know the normal members of the party to, to see that maybe coming up to the next election we need to put things in place and we need to, to set ourselves on an on on election footing and that may be in you know internally having meetings on the side talking to people and trying to piece out if they support if there's not support because if this is not done if if anybody's trying to oust, oust a leader, if it's not done properly, it could blow up in your face. So there needs to be very strategic moves, and maybe like uh, this was the first possible, you know, foray into to see exactly what 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 the what the, the taste like mm-hmm. within the parties for leadership change. And if, if it is that it felt that maybe it's it's just not there, they may back off. But I think in the end there has been questions about you know her leadership. In the party, given that she's lost um, a couple general elections in, in the past and local elections, and whether or not she has the ability to, to win another general election, I think this is something that mm-hmm. is on the minds of members in the House and the Senate, as well as maybe members in the party, whether yeah. or not she has but, that caliber.
1: Yeah, let me get let me get then let me get then your thoughts on her selecting <clears throat> or nominating Israel Khan um, for the presidential race and I'll, I'll tell you why i asked that question because strangely none of her usual supporters um spoke out about it in support of it david lee we didn't hear from him um Anil roberts we didn't hear from him and quite a few of the others who would normally be very vocal in their support for what the party would have done said nothing very little to nothing on when israel Khan was the unc's nominee what do you think about that nominee One,
3: again, is a choice of the, the party. If the party decides, okay, you know, we don't agree with the government's nominee, then we're going to put up our, 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 another nominee for the for the post, knowing very well that at the end of the day it's a vote we're going to lose. It it was done in the past, so that's one thing. Two, I guess you, to your question, the 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 my the question would be then, was it a party decision or was it a personal decision or a decision of certain factions within the party to say, you know what, we, we don't agree with the government choice, we're going to select somebody to go up and, you know, Zulkan SC is, is, is very well-known lawyer in, in the country, a very outspoken person, and we think that, that that's the person to, that we're going to choose. Whether or not that was a, a because you, you mentioned that certain key supporters of the Prime Minister who normally are very vociferous opposition. in their support for, for the opposition leaders are here are uh, always there supporting and backing on decisions that they made. The fact that they were silent may lead to the question that maybe this wasn't a unanimous party decision or it maybe was a decision of of one person and it wasn't done with consultation on the party and that may have left uh, a sour taste in the mouth of some and, again, again could have led to. But I think it was a, it was an interesting choice because we know Mr. Khan is a very outspoken advocate very outspoken public commentator on certain things uh, with the government and against the government and everything so I think it was, it was very much a, a bold choice but I guess the question now is whether or not it was a, a party choice or whether it was just a, a individual choice as so this is the person we're going to choose and this is who we're going to rally against.
1: Mm. but you're saying he's been a very outspoken person against both party and opposi- both opposition and government. But would you would you say sometimes he's been recklessly outspoken?
3: Well, we know Mr. Khan is very much sometimes, as we say, and i to say sometimes you know you don't have cover for him out. <laughs> so you know, sometimes he he just speaks off the cuff on certain things. I mean, I I've I, I've heard him speak at, at church all my lifetime. I don't say I would agree with everything he has spoken of. Some things I would agree with it, but he he seems to speak off his. Off, off the top of his head at times, very hot-headed, and maybe at times it may come off the wrong way, or it may not do off the right people the wrong way, but that is just who he is as a as a person, as, as a criminal lawyer in, in the criminal bar, and in a senior attorney for a number of years. That's just the personality of the man, you know, and, and that's just, I guess, the way that he he feels is it, best to address issues that affect the country as a whole.
0: Well, was that the, but, but isn't that part of, of probably why the votes went the way they did because while that may be excellent for a private citizen is it exactly. what you it want for a, a president who, who in many people's estimations need to display certain level of temperance
3: yeah it, it could be because you know the president has to walk a very constitutional line in terms of what the president can do and can't do we saw for example the famous case of the unc when they appointed president robinson uh as the president and then there was the case of i think prime minister Pandey wanted to appoint certain members of the senate who would have lost elections, and the president at the time confronted him and said, "He No, you can't appoint them because they, they lost elections as, uh, as as trying to to go up elections, so they don't have the support of, of of the population.' He's not going to appoint them as senators, and there was a standoff, and at the end of the day, the president had to, you know, retreat because
0: exactly because, because he, he has no power to refuse
3: no mm. power to do that. So again, the president <laughs> has to has to has to be a diplomat." In the, in the way of, of the function, because although they may think, and we know the famous speech of Camona, powers you think I have, I don't have any powers. I don't, you don't think I have, I have. But at the end of the day, the president is governed by the Constitution and cannot act outside the remit of the Constitution. And maybe having a, somebody like Israel Khan, who we know is very vocal and passionate about certain things that he feels about, may not have put the office of the president into that kind of high regard and may have questioned the neutrality of the office of the the president. Um, Maybe that's, again, like I said, if it was an individual choice as opposed to a party choice, could have led to the spark of people saying, you know what, maybe we need to question whether or not, you know, this is a correct decision by the party to put up this person." And may have led to, you know, what we saw with the
1: ballots being spoiled. Well, he would have been changing independent senators every month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which any president has the right to do.
1: I know. But that was just That's not an issue. that was just a tongue in cheek statement.
0: I know. Hmm. <laughs> uh Rishi, uh the, the local government election is critical for the PM, in my opinion, because uh the Tobago loss was significant. Uh and we're moving into high gear, one one could 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 say for in preparation for the national election, possibly in twenty twenty five uh what's critical in the next couple of months the 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 countries coming out of the pandemic like the rest of the world there's a lot lot of economic pressure although i'm seeing uh the government loosening the belt as it were uh, some transportation vouchers that are going to be given out today a thousand dollars each so you're seeing some of the budgetary announcements coming to play uh in many ways uh what is the biggest challenge for Dr. Raleigh's administration in the next year and a half in particular?
3: The economy and crime. I think those are the major challenges the government is going to be facing on delivery uh, coming out. Because you know, crime has been an issue. We know that the, the formerly, the well, the, the commissioner of police, I think, retired was it last week. And I think I saw on the news this weekend where the prime minister, I think the public service commission, is saying that hopefully by the end of January, which is. Uh, This week, I think the next two days and early next week, that we should have a potential nominee for the the commissioner of police. So I think settling the issue of crime is a big problem because, and and that affects the economics also because, I mean, it it has an impact on business and people wanting to invest in companies, you know, spending money on extra things that they maybe don't want to spend on some security. So I think crime is definitely a number one issue. I think we saw that the number of murders for the for the month so far, for the year so far, is over the 30s. So crime, one big issue I think the government has to address going forward. Two, economy from a macro and a micro perspective. From a macro perspective is getting international people to see the, the trend as a, as, a, as a critical country that they can invest in. I know I think the energy conference is going on this week in the Hyatt. And we know the issues with, with oil and gas and natural gas. So I guess getting that part of the economy back up to a certain level of comfort and bringing in foreign direct investment and um, U.S. into the country is, is vital from a macro perspective. But then from micro perspective, because you mentioned local government, is people need to be seeing benefits to them on the ground. Uh, people are complaining wholeheartedly about the, the prices, the exorbitant prices that data in there. I mean, I, I, like I say I go to the market every fortnight, and when I used to spend let's say four or $500 a fortnight, that has now gone up to, to, to a, a lot more than before. So people are now seeing the effects of it on, on their pocket. It ends up spending ability. We know the RIC is now talking about increasing in rates with Tech. Some people aren't happy about that because prices are already so high and, and the salaries are, are so low it's not moving up. So I think People need to see delivery and need to see value for their money um, in in different aspects, both from a local perspective and from a government perspective. So I think crime and economy are the two major things that the government has to get a handle on and show people that they're making strides in that direction as we head forward to both the local and the general.
0: How much of an impact do you think, because I'm going specifically here to something that the government technically has no control over but is raising a lot of public furor Uh, for example the TNTEC RIC issue in the context of the pressure the economic pressures that the ordinary citizens are under now and while it is the remit of TNTEC and the RIC to deal with the electricity rates we are seeing the significant pushback from the public and the pushback is not necessarily to the RIC and and the and the TNTEC it is to the government on whether or not Electricity prices should be raised now. And, and what impact do you think that is going to have on the public perception of governance?
3: Again, it comes down to, to, to people spending. If they feel that at the end of the day, I have to spend more for a service, and I'm spending more for a service that isn't reliable or as reliable as I would like to have it, because we you know over the last couple, I think, year and a half, so we've seen significant issues with regards to power outage and stuff like that, although that has, has minimized a bit. I think it comes down to service, and it comes down to, you know, people feeling that at this point in time, at the end of the day, there's, there's never a good time to, to increase the rates. I, I know pNtech is, as they running, at a loss for some time, and we haven't had a rate increase for a numerous amount of years. But I think the, it, it's, it's not palatable in, in, in people's mouths because of, of, of exactly what they're facing now above and beyond just an increasing you know, gas prices have gone up prices in new groceries have gone up prices and i mean s- sellers and retailers are also raising their prices because of, of issues they're facing with regards to shipping and other costs and of course them to raise prices so now your dollar has to stretch even more so i think it's something that has to be very much handled with care by the by the government in terms of the approach they're taking to take at the end the rates are going to be raised whether we like it or not Um, but the messaging and the communication is something that they have to put in place to, to, to provide that messaging to people, one, but also to provide assistance, which I know they do to some people who are unable to, 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 know, to pay those rates and assistance to those people. So I think it's, it's something that the Ministry of each Public Utilities really has to look at and deal with and probably look to now offer some other kind of rebates for people, um, with regards to finding ways to generate electricity, who can afford to, like, solar or all, all those different things. So it's certainly something that, that, I mean, it, it's a small perception that, that's going to play on people's minds, uh, I think, at least for the short term, in terms of dealing with local, I mean, two and a half years out of general electricity, it may eventually become just part of the norm. But I think it's something that, that the government has to handle from a communication point of view very well.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Rishi, are you willing to take some calls from our listeners?
3: Yep, sure no problem. Uh, okay.
1: So we are uh, we are speaking with Rishi Ash political analyst. Um you can call in at 222 talk, you know the numbers. You all know the numbers. Going uh,
0: going back to the issue of the electoral vote, Do you think that that situation is something that Mrs. Pasabi says she should be keeping an eye on?
1: Well, if
3: it wasn't planned by the party then thing is for sure she's going to be keeping her eye on to see exactly what's going on in in the internally inside the party. whether or not it is a threat to her leadership so I think it's up that she's definitely if not publicly stating at least her and her supporters are going to be looking at very carefully to see exactly what's going on
0: Hmm. then then to my memory and I'm not uh putting anything out there but when you look at the history of the UNC and the PLM for that matter uh little reverberations like this had significant effects down the road on both parties uh points of dissent points of diversion of, of of unity and then you saw it grow into something uh, in, including a change of leadership. And that's that's the context that has the question in. Is it is it small enough that she can ignore it, Mrs. Pesabi says that, that is as a slight reverberation or a significant development?
3: I don't think it's a significant development but now no, what I say it's a small thing. I think at the end of the day if there's any kind of discomfort that's going on within your organization, it's a kind of partisan organization at the end of the day, of which he's the CEO of the organization as the leader. And if there is some some, some discontent among your your main members or your senior executive, which of course the members in Parliament would be her senior executive, then no matter how small it is, you need to try to now understand exactly what caused that. Again, like I said, if it wasn't something that was planned holistically by the party, then it's something that you need to, to check on because you don't want it now to, to grow and, and to multiply and then to be a challenge to you at the end of the day and, and your leadership. And if there is to be a transfer of leadership, you'd like the transfer of leadership to be a more planned and smooth, Transition from one to another. But we know in Trinidad, our history of transitional mm-hmm. leadership has not been a good one on either party on the whole. So I think it's something that she definitely would be keeping an eye on and looking to see exactly what is causing it and finding ways to, to address it or to stamp it out, depending on the kind of leadership style she has internally in the party.
1: Do, do you expect a level of victimization? Because um, based on an article I read from former MP Ramona Ramdial. She said that because she was also victimized when she raised her her, her voice in opposition, um, that a level of victimization is expected now within the UNC for the search for, for the three hours, as in Ralph Ramish and Romeo in the past. Um, do you expect that to happen? Um Pretty sure it probably won't happen. I mean, the, the party,
3: it's its, it's unfortunately, I mean, it, it was done with her predecessor. Minister Pande was known for that. You know, when you didn't throw his line or, or follow his dictate and then you were ostracized or you were, you know, sent to the back seats to to chill out until you decided to repent and come back again. So the history is there. So I'm sure definitely the, the search is on. For, for what is what is happening, internally. and you if the person is people are found out, then there definitely would be consequences. I guess that's why the the value of of a secret ballot is a secret ballot. It it, it mm. probably they may have some comfort in knowing that you know their actions are, have a level of protection.
1: Mm. Well, well, it's strange enough that the seat the Shaguanas East seat came up in our discussions earlier, on in terms of Rishi, Rishi Sukai's um um aim. You know, and the, maybe the intention. It's strange that that particular seat should come up because it's also coming up somewhere else. I, I won't say it on, on radio. Uh, while
0: we're waiting for the course, if we could change the conversation to Tobago, a lot of development in Tobago over the last six months with uh, Fadi Augustine, the Chief Secretary, and what's Duke and the resignation from the PDP and then the, uh, the, the, concerns, well, well, the concerns expressed, which proved to be, clearly null and void about whether or not the 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 members of mr augustine's executive had the right to stay in the assembly which seems to be not an issue um, how much if at all did those reverberations or those issues damage the credibility of mr augustine's tenure and what is critical moving forward in tobago for farley augustine augustine depending how you want to pronounce it, uh, given the Watson-Duke fallout and the campaigning of Watson-Duke against Mr. Augustine and his cohorts in the executive?
3: Yeah, I think it definitely would have done some short-term damage to him because, I mean, I, I know uh, Mr. Duke is well-known well, well known in Tobago and, and well has a following in Tobago uh, <coughs> with regards to, 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 to political matters. So I think it's short-term definitely was a, a hit to Mr. Farley and it was a bold choice by him and his, his membership to decide to take that, that decision and step away from the PDP. Definitely was a bold choice. So now it sets up a, a interesting three way battle, you know, in Tobago with regards to uh, the headline act of, of Mr. Duke and Mr Fali and then the PNM just line and waiting and wait to see exactly where they, they can definitely, you know, capitalize on. So I think short term it definitely was a hit to him. I think what he needs to focus on now and his leadership and team in T H need to focus on now would be delivery. And but wasn't it a managed
0: then, risk position for Pali Augustine? Because at the end of the day, he has not been able to successfully, at some level, separate himself from Watson Duke and Watson Duke's, some may say, um, past. You know. Right.
3: Well, at the end of everything is is about risk. So he would have had to, to weigh the risk in terms of. Okay, I know when, when we, we fought the election, it was under the banner of the PDP, and there was always that question of, you know, who's the leader of the PDP? Is it Mr. Duke? Is it Mr. Farley? Because he was put up as the face of the head of the THA, and Mr. Mr. Duke obviously was said that he was, he was going to support him as leader. Uh, obviously, we know Mr. Duke has had other ambitions in terms of a wider popular of in and Tobago. So obviously, there's, there's political risk in every decision that you do. But I think he... And his leadership, like I said, took the chance of do we want to stay like this or do we want to take the chance early in our tenure in this DHA and cause some level of separation because you know what happened with, with, with Martin, regards to Mr. Duke and uh, the issue of funding for people who went to, to went away to do some stuff and DHA not helping and all that issue, Mr. Duke going publicly on social media and rebuking. The thm Mr. Farley, and I guess the decision for them was one of one of risk. Where do we balance, and where is a You know, where can we take this and cause that separation, and now give ourselves some breathing space to to forge our own identity. So at the end, there's risk in every decision that, that you take. And, they and what is that identity?
0: Well, well, Farley, Augustine and his colleagues need a vehicle, a unitary vehicle, A.K.A. a party. Or is it conceivable conceivable that in a couple of years they can actually contest an upcoming THA election as individuals, which is the case now? You know,
3: no, they, they definitely need a party. I don't think they, they could contest as individuals. I think at the end of the day, we 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 have a culture and train of of party politics, and that is just how it is. You know, there's a charisma behind the party and supporting the party and and the, the 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 logos and the and the branding behind it. So there's that charisma both within Chile and, and Tobago. I think. We can contest it as as individual independent candidates. You're probably going to lose. They're definitely going to have to form a a party. But again, that's where I think they're going to take their time and focus right now on delivery and showing the population of Tobago that we can deliver for you, even if we are not associated with Mr. Duke and, and the PDP. And then there definitely will be an evolution of them deciding on, on forming a party and using the vehicle of the delivery that they hopefully were successful at delivering for the for the people to show, listen, you know, we were here, you elect us for change and to do something on your behalf and to make it better for for the big Unions. and you have seen that we have now, you know, walk the walk and, and talk the talk and this is now we, this is us now putting up our position, and our, our party for election at the next city election so definitely it has to be a party at the end of the day and I guess his focus now is on on delivery, on putting things forward, ensuring that, that that they can do the work, and then eventually it's going to evolve into some sort of, of party going forward, for sure.
0: Well, isn't it more critical? Because uh, I think it's just over a year, and in the first year of their incarnation of as uh, the hierarchy, the THA, all that's been delivered is confusion and canker.
3: Exactly, and that's something that they have. As I'm sure there's something that they're, they're aware of because what's been going on over the last couple of, of months in, within the THC, I guess it's because of association with Mr. Duke or not, I don't know, but it's something that they, I'm sure, have to, to really think about and, and move forward. That, listen, we know this this definitely wasn't a working uh, arrangement, just wasn't going forward, so we needed to, to think about it. And I'm sure these, these decisions don't come about. Lightly, i'm sure they would have sat down and, and thought about it and decided this is how we're going to do this and strategically plan a way forward so I, I, again it's up for them to show now that they can deliver uh in terms of doing what they can do for tobago and at the end of the day, it's up to them to show that delivery and for the population to see whether or not we can trust you enough in giving you another term going forward
0: what i see mr you, I may be wrong is offering the audit theory. branch at some level did you see mm-hmm. that
1: Yes, he did. He I did ask that, for them yeah.
0: to. I'm back home. isn't that an interesting development from Duke's that side? is it that Duke realizes that he can't move forward alone?
3: Well, that 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 is interesting because the question, there, in my mind, what happened was: who needs who more? Is it that Farlandem need, needs Duke, or does Duke need them more? And I don't. Maybe Mister Duke, in his time of of quietness, reflection, may have realized that you know the the, the, the it's the, the it's not on my side. And maybe I need them more than they need me, and I need to to show that I'm the bigger man, and I'm going to you know say, okay, no problem, I understand what what went on, come back home and let us reform again. Who knows, you know what 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 goes on in the mind
1: of Mr. Duke sometimes, but it definitely was interesting. <laughs> I often wonder myself, eh, Mr. Raj. I often wonder myself.
0: But I mean, think think about it from 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 the Tobago population's perspective, and what message this sends first you get married you have a big wedding and you present yourself the population takes you as a couple politically i'm saying uh so the 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 tenure starts in in less than a year the marriage shows signs of fracture the 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 participants in the marriage started a, a public war quite bitter throwing stones right left and center all dirty laundry coming out in the marriage then uh one party divorces files for divorce divorces uh successfully uh the other party chastises the other partner for divorcing uh publicly and now one of the parties are saying come let's get back together
1: why are you attacking me on radio poll? anyway go ahead wow
0: <laughs> i'm talking about tobago <laughs> i am talking there was as the movies say any any um, resemblance is purely coincidental <laughs> Yeah, so so from from the perspective of the Tobago population, what do you think is happening, uh Rishi? Because at the end of the day, what you've shown is not what you've promised.
3: Right, I and mean, the Tobagoans, the are the, the, the children who are now fought between, you know, who who do I go with, mommy or daddy? Who do I show my support with? uh I know, and, and they are now turning to the the middle of trying to decide, you know, who are the ones that, that they're more aligned with, you know, either Mr. Duke or Mr. Farley. So, at the end of the day... The, at the end of the day oh,
0: whether well, I should go, go back oh, with Granddaddy?
3: Or oh, maybe, oh, you know, go by Grandpa, because Grandpa is always there and always...
0: Because Grandpa is always there? there. Grandpa
1: is exactly, 67 you know. years old.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the, we, it's not about even Mr. <laughs> Duke or Mr. Agustino because Grandpa is always there.
3: Exactly. So it's not just about them. There's a party, like I said, you, the PNM is waiting in the wing looking at the cracks and seeing where they can they can pounce and and, and take advantage of the situation, which any party would would look to do. You know, when your enemy is down, you you don't you don't get them on olive branch, but you you make sure and, and dig the knife in deeper so that you can be successful. So I think at the at the end of the day, the, the people, the who is going to hurt from this end of the day is the people of Tobago, and they are the ones that are going to have to. To make up their minds as to exactly what is important to them. I think if Mr. Farley and Mr. Duke are serious about about Tobago, which I, I'm sure they are, and improving the lives of people in Tobago, you know, and growing the population and growing the economy of of Tobago, then at the end of the day, they need to put Tobago first and Tobagonians first. I think Tobagonians will want to see that and see who's going to be who's going to be addressing my needs and. and who, had, who, who I have the best bet on to, 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 to go forward? At the end of the day, the big unions, at the end of the day, you know, some shareholders come afterwards and say, listen, it was better when you guys were together than, than when you guys are apart. And you guys need to put whatever happened in the past in the past and, and move forward because maybe we just don't like grandpa or what grandpa would, would give us. So at the end of the day, the big audience have a, a difficult decision before them. but they have the parties have to decide what what is best for the people we serve and try to do as best as possible for for the for the electorate otherwise the electorate will turn on them and will we'll go somewhere else
0: we have a caller from Arima. good morning ragu good morning good morning um <laughs> <laughs> guys good
1: morning sir can you, yes, go, make, you make, make
0: sure um rishi also the the issue of because of the imbroglio in tobago has it damaged duke's Plans for expansion into Trinidad.
3: I think it puts it puts a spoke in his wheel. I won't say damage. I think it puts a spoke in his wheel because he has to. Because Tobago was his platform. Tobago was the ground from which he can build upon. If he was, you know, looking at the, the using, yeah, Mister, as a good uh, case study, and that that is where your support lies. That is where you had your control over because at the end of the day he controls the THA. But controlling the THA doesn't mean he control the, the constituencies. And if you want to go into the government then Tobago definitely Tobago East and West is plays an important part. So you need to have control over that. So I think it puts a spoke in his wheel in terms of his overall ambition of of national politics. And it's something I think he's very much cognizant of and aware of and that's where probably the other branches coming on uh so that he can try to make amends and to 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 blast over whatever issues will have happened because he knows he has big ambitions but this definitely puts some some hamper in terms of his, his bigger ambitions going forward
0: i'm good any questions richard
2: no well i would not sure what you're yeah
0: exactly to all yeah. right rishi thank you so much for being with us this morning always appreciate your contribution have a great day and happy new year again
3: all right thanks a lot guys bye no, All, right. Term, Rishi.
0: All right, that was Rishi, Rishi, Rishi Suka, yes? Rishi Maharaj, <laughs> political <laughs> yeah. analyst. Uh, Rishi Maharaj. And, and uh, of course, are we commenting on the, the uh, electoral vote uh, outcome and then the UNC as a unit, given the three spo- spoiled ballots and the presumption that they may have come from the UNC votes and also commenting a bit on Tobago. Good morning, Richard Ragubasing. Thanks Good for joining morning. us yeah what
2: he thought about um the electoral college results
0: interesting and um an interesting development and it may or may not speak to a rift in the party yeah. and uh well, where he it said was, he said was
1: deliberately done in a way to, to 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 distract away from what's happening in the country to deal with our leadership issue within the unc he, he is of that opinion that it might Which I
0: didn't understand that. what the UNC would have to gain by distracting from national yeah. issues
1: Yeah, but I understand where he went after when he said, listen, let's deal with this once and for. You know, I kind of understand. I've kind of followed where he was going with it after. I didn't understand at first.
0: I still don't understand because the UNC has nothing to gain by creating a national discussion on anything but what the country is facing.
1: Well, they know if they want, if they feel strongly about their leadership and the fact that it's going nowhere and that they can't win an election with, 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 with the current leadership at the helm. Then they need to deal, find a way to deal with it because um if I'm not mistaken, Mrs. Posabi Sessa was just elected for the other day for a four-year term again, which carries them past the next general local and general election. So if they feel that this is going nowhere and the party will go nowhere with her, then they need to try to force it now. Who is and they? Maybe they found a way because well, based who, on are the they? Article, huh? who are they? Well, right. So based on the article Ramona, I just read from Ramona Rambia. She said the three rejected ballots, two were blank, and one had stamps all over it like cowboy X. He put an X all over the place. That is what she is saying. Eh? I'm not saying that's how it was. That's what she is saying. Um. So, so clearly, three people decided, three of of, of of the of the twenty of the nineteen, and six. That's twenty-five. Decided, no, we we need to get this out in the open now. And maybe that's their way because she's saying that they're going to be hunted down, based on her, uh, on, her on her knowledge of the history, they are going to be found out and marginalised and victimised. So,
2: how are you going to find I'm that out about... anyway? Because there's a huh? secret ballot. How are you going to find that out?
1: Well, maybe maybe in a in a caucus. Maybe when they get around a table, somebody. Will... Maybe they did before. I you know. I I said that this morning. you know. Maybe somebody had said openly before, listen, I am not supporting this. And they say, okay, we still going um, with it. Maybe somebody opened them out before. You know, you'll never know. But if it will come out, I'm sure, just like other things come out, other issues come out in the public domain, especially in politics. It eventually comes out. Because the, the speculation with Ramish, Ralph, and Trevor at the time was speculation at the time. And then it eventually blew up in the public. And we saw how that went. Then with Ramish, Jack, and Gypsy, that also was speculation. And then it blew up in the public domain. So we'll see where this one goes, if it goes anywhere. You know? Mm. But as I said, I think it had nothing, it had nothing to do with Christine Kangaloo. It has nothing to do with the PNM. It has nothing to do with the government. It has all to do with their choice. And as I said, the usual people who vocally support Kamala Posad-Bissessa, when, when, when she made that announcement, didn't on this occasion. They didn't come out openly and say, yes, Israel can, is the man. Yes, we're going to do They kept very quiet. You understand? They kept very quiet because I can't see... Right thinking people, and there are right thinking people in the UNC. I can't see all of them saying, yeah, this is the best thing to do. We against Christine Kangalu for all what she 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 all what we have said that she's in she was involved in, but we're going with Israel Khan. Oh, come on. Yes, yeah, I think that's
2: I think that's a reasonable assumption.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they that, say that they may be, uh, there may have
2: there may have been some dissent.
1: I'm sure there was.
2: Because Israel, Israel Reporting has, has been critical of the UNC at points. Mm.
1: Thank
0: you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.